You're listening to the Preppy Podcast. I'm your host, Patricia May Marish, and I'll be interviewing the brands, businesses, and influencers who are keeping the modern preppy lifestyle alive. This week, I'm chatting with Brittany Young of Certified Celebrator. If you love celebrating life's big and small moments on a budget and with a little DIY, then you're going to love Brittany. I chat with her about how she got started, how she's tackled some major goals, and what she's up to next. But before we dive into the interview, this week's podcast is brought to you by Seaside Creative. Do you want to grow your website and social traffic but don't know where to start? In need of a website audit, backend help on WordPress or Shopify, SEO recommendations, and more? Listen closely because I've got the girl for you. I'm so excited to share about Sydney from Seaside Creative. After working with various lifestyle brands and influencers, she discovered that almost all of them were creating content with no strategy or data behind how it could help drive website traffic and sales. On top of that, she's experienced firsthand how little most ad agencies and consultants truly understand about lifestyle brands and influencers similar to the ones that I interview on this show. With a master's in digital strategy and web design and a passion to become a resource for lifestyle brands and influencers, Sydney started Seaside Creative. Whether you're an influencer looking to grow your business in the new year or a small business that needs help with SEO and email marketing, Sydney has you covered. She will deep dive into your analytics, help you identify the channels you should be focusing on, and give you a clear next steps to help your business not only grow, but thrive. I had my SEO audit with Sydney last week, and it was so helpful. I was reminded of things that I've put on the back burner forever, but I really need to do, and introduced to new concepts and ways to attract my audience. I left our Zoom with a list of to-dos and actually feeling so motivated to get them done. Does that sound like what you need? She's offering the Preppy Podcast listeners a free 30-minute discovery call to help you with your business and planning for the new year. Simply find her on Instagram at Seaside Creative and send her a DM to book your call today. That's S-E-E Side Creative. You can also go to her website, seasidecreative.com, to learn more. All right. So why don't you tell everyone your name, where you live, and a little description about what you do? Sure. So I'm Brittany Young, and I'm right outside of Bowling Green. Or no, excuse me, right outside of Nashville in Bowling Green, Kentucky. Um, And we create content all around intentional celebrating from halfway homemade recipes to easy entertaining tips to party ideas to kids activities. And the goal is really to help moms and women create memories, um, create joyful homes, and to just have a little bit more fun. I love that. I mean, I think we all need to have more fun and celebrate, you know, all the little things, right? Absolutely. And there's so many reasons. I think this year has been a crazy year where we, we don't know is, are we okay to celebrate? Are we okay to be having the fun? It's like, there's so many things going on. We kind of feel a little bit guilty. And I've been saying, this is the year to make and be a little bit more intentional with our fun um, to maybe elevate just a basic pizza night with just the people that live within the walls of your home. This is the year absolutely to do it. Definitely. I feel the same way. I'm like, whenever we get takeout, I'm like, let's set the dining room table and like pull out some linens and just make it extra fancy because we need that little boost this year. <laughs> I love that so much. We've been doing um, like a fancy dinner party on Zoom, especially early March and April, where our friends will be on Zoom and we'll kind of sit in the living room floor and we'll have a dinner party and we'll kind of be talking with them. And it, it's not as wonderful as it would be if we could all be together. But it, again, it's a year that 
nobody's ever going to forget. And it's definitely making memories, some good memories for our families. Exactly. And you have to get a little creative. Right, right. (laughs) So I guess my first question is like, have you always loved parties and celebrating and being creative? Like what was your, I guess, childhood? Like was this something that you've always done throughout your whole life or later in life it came? Always. So my mamaw, I spent a lot of time with my mamaw. And I always say she's the original certified celebrator. Before (laughs) we even put those words together, she always loved to bring people into her home. And sometimes it was on our back patio and sometimes it was inside. And um, it, it wasn't always fancy. It wasn't catered meals. It wasn't a Santa Claus coming for Christmas parties, but it was special. And um, so I watched her do that my whole entire life. And then I also, um, we lived right across the street from the library, our public library. And I would spend a lot of time at the library and I would always go to the recipe books and the party books. And I would sit in the floors and I would look through page by page. And I just remember being so little, I could not wait to have my own parties and to have my own kitchen to cook in. I couldn't wait until like I could do all of that. And I was a little bitty girl. And so I went to college and um, I was always that one that was a little bit of a homemaker. I always cooked for friends and made treats and, um, had everybody dress in a costume for Halloween. You know, I was always that girl. And yeah. so I think it's kind of just ingrained in who I am. I love that. It sounds like you had a lot of great inspiration growing up then um, mm-hmm. and a lot of great memories then. Absolutely. Really. She was amazing. And some of the things that she did, I still do. She always, always had a bowl of ornaments, a ball, like a bowl of ornament balls on her kitchen table. And I do that every single Christmas. Um, and so I still do, like I still add a little bow to a cookie jar that I have in my kitchen because she always mm-hmm. did that. So she was for sure the inspiration, I think, for really every single bit of intentional celebrating that we do. Oh, I love that. That's so sweet. And those are all such like great and easy ways to celebrate and make something a little bit special, which we'll get into a little bit more. But I I just love that. So um, in college, then what did you study? Did you study event planning or anything like that? Or was it something completely different? No, I actually, my undergrad was in family and consumer science. And so I wanted to be a home ec teacher and I wanted to teach the food classes and child development and parenting and things like that. Um, And once I got started student teaching, I realized I didn't necessarily want to be in a classroom all the time. I loved the content, but I just didn't want to feel so trapped. So I completely, completed my undergrad, but I actually went to work for the University of Kentucky as an extension agent. And so basically it's that content, but I taught adults and I went to community centers and things like that. I did a lot of television um, because I live in a larger city in Kentucky. I did a lot of TV marketing. And so basically we took that same kind of content, that same education, and we shared that with with adults in our entire community. And then I did that for five years while I completed my master's. That's in leadership dynamics. And I started, um, well, that was the season of life where I was really, I had my first home and I was planning parties. And so I just started sharing um, what I was doing at home and how we were celebrating and easy ideas on social media. And it grew so fast. I just really quickly realized that there are so many women that want doable, affordable, and realistic ideas. And so it just kind of picked up way before algorithm was a thing. And that's kind of where we are now. But um, I worked full time for five years before I, before I say, I always say I get to party for a living before I got to, <laughs> before I to start partying for a living. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love that. So you had all these ideas and you wanted to share them with others. Um, so what year was this? Like how long ago was it? And then did you start with social media and then a website? And I mean, yeah. That's a lot to kind of come up with. So how did you even know how to 
create a website or any of that, you know? So this was in 2010 um, that I started, but again, it was just a hobby. It was just fun. Um, Mm -hmm. And then I created a Facebook business page and I started um, posting and it was, it was kind of right around Facebook live. I mean, well, I would say Facebook live was maybe a couple years after that. I was posting photos and making videos and putting the videos on social media before videos were really, you know, videos are so hot now, but it mm-hmm. really wasn't at that point. Um, and I didn't, um, I didn't have a website until I would say maybe four or five years in and oh. I experienced my full-time job, like right out of college when I started working because I was doing so much TV and media. Media, it kind of prepared me for video content, which then allowed me opportunities to do larger and national TV segments. And so I think some of my first national TV segments, I didn't even have a website. Um, I was I was just a community builder and I didn't, I wasn't monetizing in any way at all. I was just truly sharing what I was having for dinner, what we were doing with friends, um, parties that I was throwing. And I think, to be quite honest, I think that is really what has set Certified Celebrator apart was because mm-hmm. I really didn't know how I didn't know that I could make money. I didn't know that that was a possibility. It just it was my heart. It was my passion. It was truly what I loved and that attracted people before I ever asked asked anything of them. Wow. And yeah, that's totally, you know, opposite of I feel like a lot of businesses because most businesses have their website built and then it's they have to find the following and build that community whereas you had the following on the community first and then built the website, it sounds like. Absolutely, yes. And so um, I had a friend in Atlanta, and she was like, Britt, come to a conference with me. So I ended up going to a conference. I can't even remember which one it was, but we had coffee, and I got to talk with her. And she was such an inspiration for me. She was like, you know, there, and I remember, like, there are specific bloggers I followed, even in college. And Mm -hmm. that was before Pinterest. But I remember thinking to myself at one point, wait a second, are they doing this for fun too? Or are they monetizing? Because they did it in such an organic way. And I thought, let me dig a little bit deeper. And that's kind of what sparked my interest in figuring out how to um, build a website and what does that look like and why do I need a website and um, what are some ways that I could potentially profit off of what I love, off of my hobby. And really when I got serious, um, I got serious and I set a goal of wanting to replace my full-time income and I went to work for myself within three months. Um, I had my little boy, I have a seven-year-old little guy and um, he was born and I knew that I wanted to be available to him and I loved my full-time job so much, but it did require quite a bit of travel for me. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of just, I mean, I went ahead first and because I had built that following for so long, I think that it kind of set me up to be able to make that next move. Wow. That's impressive to be able to do that within three months. So were you, when you started, um, were you mainly then getting money from advertisers or were you, you know, I know you have some of your own products like your magazine, which we'll talk about in a little bit in your book. Or so was that when you launched those products to be able to be profitable with that? Or were you just getting it through advertising, basically? So no, I actually had a couple programs of my own. One of the things that I've always loved to do is decorate my front porch. And so Mm -hmm. I was I had 
um, this guy who was local in town, he was, he did a lot of carpentry and he would cut these wooden shapes for me and I would paint them to look like a pumpkin or a Christmas tree or a snowman and I would paint them and then I would decorate my front porch. So I started sharing just videos and tips on decorating your front porch and creating, you know, holiday curb appeal. And then I realized that everybody loved those videos so much. So I started selling the wood pieces and I created a subscription. And again, it was way before subscription programs were the thing too. Yeah. Um, so I created a subscription of these wooden pieces and he cut them and he shipped them for me. And I would make a video that I hosted um, in a private Facebook group. And um, the, the amount of subscriptions that we had by the time that I launched it within three months had again replaced the income. So that's really what started um, just being able to work for myself. Oh my gosh, how like innovative and creative to be able to see this opportunity um, and do it kind of before, yeah, you said before subscriptions were a big thing like they are right now, even before video was such a big thing. I mean, I personally, it, I have to like twist my arm to do like Instagram videos and anything like that. So, I mean, you were doing this so many years ago, so that is so good for you. Thank you. I always think that, I think that because we have tried to be very just transparent and very real and raw and very humble about this whole experience. And you'll hear me say, like, I don't know what we're doing, friends, but if you hang with us, we'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. And I think that's been so relatable to our followers. And so for that, they have supported us over and over again and some of the craziest ideas we've had and we've also listened to them like when we would be decorating our front porch they they wanted to know where I was getting things and then they wanted to know how I was painting it so then I was sharing that and it kind of just built upon the idea of why don't we all do it together like a bunch of girlfriends crafting together except for doing it virtually um and so I think it was just listening to them and taking kind of their cues and that's really what built you know the beginning of Certified Celebrator and still really what builds it today Wow, that's amazing. So you also have an online magazine. So yeah. how did that come about? Like, what was the idea then for that? And was that kind of your next, um, for lack of a better word, like product? Or what was next after these wooden cutouts? Well, I think that the next would probably be working with brands because I was okay. sharing so much content that I was realizing that other people were creating marketing content for these brands. Mm -hmm. And so I really investigated and got serious about that aspect of the business first. From that came the magazine. So one of my dreams was like, I, I would be lying if I told you my dream was to write a book because it wasn't like that opportunity just came into my lap and I'm so grateful it did. But I didn't, I didn't want to like, I never dreamed that I even could write a book. Like I could be an author. I didn't realize that that was doable, but I did always want to have a magazine. Like I love to look at magazines. My mom, my grandmother, she was a magazine subscriber to Southern Living and Country Living and Better Homes and Gardens and and all of them. And I just loved, she would save them for me and I would look through them. And it, like, I just love to read the words and the photos. So I've just loved magazines forever. And I thought, I want to create one all about intentional celebrating, but I want it to be usable. I want it to be tangible. I mm -hmm. want it to be 
something that um, they can not just read and get inspiration, but that they have something in the magazine that they can use. So the the Celebrate with Sprinkles magazine, half of it is content like you would see maybe in Southern Living or Better Homes and Gardens, but half of it is printables. So they actually um, cut out around you know, perforated lines and it's gift tags, it's party banners, it's food picks, it's things to elevate their celebrations at home. So they get ideas in the front of the magazine and then they have the goodies in the back of the magazine. And so we thought, what if we just do a digital, a digital magazine? And it, I mean, people loved it. They loved the idea and it kind of grew from there. Wow. So how long have you been doing the magazine then now? So we're at, um, uh, we're at a year and a half. So about, yeah, 18 months or so. That's really impressive. And how often do new issues come out? How does that work? It's every month. That's a lot of content to produce. Yes, girl. It is a lot of content. And when I first, this is how I am though. And I I think it's my personality. I get excited. I want to do it. I want it to happen yesterday. We're going to work, work, work and do it. And sometimes I get so excited and my passion kicks in that it takes me a little bit to realize like, goodness gracious, what have you committed to? So while we have so much fun, it has definitely evolved. It has changed. We have learned to work smarter as far as, um, you know, trying to get the most of the content. Um, and, but we have so much fun making it. We really do. We have a ball with it. I love that. So how far are you planning in advance for the magazine? Like what, which issue of the magazine are you working on right now then? So we always want to be three months ahead of time. Unfortunately, okay. we're not always, or at least we have ch- like pieces of it done up to three months. Um, but we have some sponsors at this point that want to be featured in the magazine, kind of like an ad and we shoot it like a lifestyle shoot. So mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't look like an ad. It's not like at the bottom of a magazine, like you would see at the grocery. It's actually like in my home and I'm showing you how to use it because we really, for the most part, we only work with brands that we really do use every day. So it's easy Mm -hmm. to work into the content, but sometimes their budgets are set a little bit different and sometimes their needs are a little bit different. And so we're always trying to be accommodating with those relationships too. So those may, that may come in a little bit later, but as far as the printables and the goodies, those are all made typically three months, three, four months in advance. Um, and then an out, you know, an outline is designed for, uh-huh. for the magazine. Uh-huh. And it's, it's hard You know, when I, so I've done some work with Southern living, which they're like, I love, I mean, they're like my role models. Like I love <laughs> them. And they're working over a year ahead of time. And it's so crazy to me that they're able to do that because we've not, fa- I mean, we have a very small team. There's just eight of us. So we've not mm-hmm. been able to grow to that point yet, but at some point I hope that we can. That's so like, so cool. I love that you had this idea and then you're actually doing it and, you know, keeping up with it for this long is really something to be admirable. Thank you. So I guess my next question sort of is, let's talk a little bit about the community you've built. I think that's something that, you know, really sets you apart. Like I said earlier that you had this community first and then you had your website and your blog and your magazine and everything. So what tips would you have with someone listening, whether they have, you know, a brand where they have home decor or they're a blogger and influencer, what tips do you have on building community? I think for one, it's being transparent. I think as social media is filled with more and more filters and more and more um, just a little bit of the comparison game, really being 
who you are and unapologetically you. And I think because of that, you become relatable and you are going to attract those that need you in their life, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And so I always say I'm not for everybody. I have, I'm loud. I'm Southern. I have a lot of energy. I go a little too fast. I can be very annoying to some people. (laughs) And so that's okay. That's all right. Cause there's plenty of people for others, you know, for you to get inspiration in other places. But Mm -hmm. I think instead of trying to fit this mold of what a blogger should look like or what you should be on social media based on what everybody else is, I think scratch that and get rid of that mindset completely and be like, promise yourself to be who you are because you are who you are and you're designed in your makeup for a reason. And so mm-hmm. you, can't, you can't grow and bless the people that, you know, may stumble into your life if you're trying to be somebody that you're not. You're never, you're never going to be able to do that. So I think be who you are. The other thing I would say is listen to your people um, when they're giving you cues and they're asking lots of questions about one specific thing, provide more content in that area. If they're asking you for tons of, you know, tips on making and bread, but that's just one part of your content. Maybe consider adding bread making a little bit more to your to your mm-hmm. content. Um, give them what they're asking for, as opposed to what you think they want, because they'll they'll leave you and they'll tell you um what it is that they're learning from or they're being inspired from. And I think another thing is is every single thing that we post, and this will I mean I could go on and on for days, but every single thing that we post and every single single thing that we share, go about it in a way to help them. So like we want to like everything we post, we want to make them laugh. We want to make them smile. We want to encourage them. We want to give them something new. We want to be a positive resource in some way. We're not just posting to be posting, but we're posting to give them something. And Mm -hmm. so because of that, um, you know, I might post, like, I'm trying to think, like, I'm not just going to post something to be Like, I'm not going to post, like, if I were to get, and this isn't as popular as it used to be, but, you know, brands used to send PR packages, and maybe they still do. We don't get as many of those anymore. And sometimes I think that some, I will see that some people will post PR packages in a very boastful way, where it's like all these boxes. And for me, I'm not going to share anything with you unless I can share it in a way that it's going to benefit my follower. And so it's like, if you have, so for example, if I were to get shampoo in the mail, this is complete example (laughs) from a brand, I'm going to say like, if you guys have blonde and and your hair's breaking and you know, it's brittle, this might be a product to try. I'm going to go about it in that way. Or if you need a dinner, dinner time recipe, I partnered with farm rich because they create these meals that you can keep in your freezer for easy entertaining. And I'm going about it like in a way that like blesses them. Like it helps them as opposed um, just posting it to be posting it. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that makes total sense. And I, you know, I'm with you on the same page, um, with that as well. I love staying true to yourself because there's only one of you. Like, I think it's very easy. My style is a little bit more preppy and colorful and, um, a little bit more polished, I would say, but obviously these trendy bloggers that are wearing crop tops and, you know, choker necklaces, whatever it is, that's like really popular right now. And it's enticing. You almost think, oh, well, like maybe if I was like that, then you'd have more followers or you would Mm -hmm. get to work with these brands, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you shouldn't be something that you're not because it's inauthentic and you can only keep up that act for so long, if that makes sense, (laughs) you know? And you know, I will say though, that my things have changed for me. So I used to be more crafty and DIY in the very beginning and I'm not so much anymore. I'm a little bit more of an Amazon prime mom because that's all I have time for. (laughs) Um, And so I think in like my fashion has changed. I am, um, 
lots of ruffles and plaid. Um, very similar to you, lots of embroidery and monogram and things like that. Yeah. But there, there is not to say that like last winter, I got really into oversized sweaters and skinny jeans and I like still love that too. So I think like, again, I think it's being unapologetically you. And like the mm-hmm. reason that I love Amazon Prime right now is because I'm in this season of life with my, with my little guy. And um, I have so many hours of work to do and I'm a single mama. And so I can't DIY. And so you're connecting and it's like, you're also creating a story for yourself where they're like, oh, that's, you know, that's why she's not making the party banner right now because she's got all these things going on. And it's yeah. I don't know, it, 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 like they understand and they will go along in life with you as you go through seasons when you are true to who you are. Does, yeah. Does that I think that's sense? great advice. Yeah. That's all so good. So I guess my next question really is, um, where do you find inspiration? Like we talked about how you're producing content for the magazine almost three months ahead. And then obviously you have your social media content. There's so much content that you're having to produce. So where do you get inspiration? So I have... I say she is like the creative queen. I have a market or I have a creative director. Her name is Jennifer Mowry. And because I do so much of the business work, sometimes the creativity, I will hit a stump. And so mm-hmm. she can take literally sticks and rocks and turn it into the most beautiful centerpiece you've ever seen. <laughs> so I will rely on her quite a bit. Um, but we will also um, pull friends in that have skills that we don't have. We consider ourselves to be a lifestyle expert, but by all means, that really doesn't mean anything because we're not an expert in any field. Um, so we love to like bring friends in and like, sh- like, and, and, and promote and encourage them to, um, you know, share maybe what they have going on, but then also being able to use their content to bless our followers too. So it's kind of a win-win. And I think a lot of times, again, using, using what's going on in the present and in the season of life for inspiration. Um, We've done a lot of like, like we'll do like a really fancy pizza night or a taco night. And it's because I'm in the season of life where I'm ordering a pizza once a week, usually. Um, And I, I, like, I think that's where we get a lot of it. And again, we get a lot of it from our followers too. Like, I mean, just today I was kind of skimming through DMs and people were saying, Hey, I want to host my first ever Friendsgiving. Do you have some tips for that? I would love some tips. And so I'm thinking to myself, like, we've never really done a Friendsgiving. So let's take that and let's create some content with it. I think that's so smart. So on the flip side to that, I mean, so the, these are some ways that you're staying creative, but then you're also a mom and, you know, you're, you're a businesswoman, you're wearing so many hats. So how, how do you balance and how do you, um, you know, take time for yourself? What are some tips in that aspect? I think balance is such a, a such a crazy word. Like, is there really such a thing? I, I don't know. Um, I think there are, I think that there are weeks and months and days where I am heavily involved with work Mm -hmm. or I'm heavily involved with my little guy Brady or, you know, I mean, I think it depends on the season. Holidays are of course really busy for us and we just know that going in. Um, but I love it so much. And so every, okay, so hang with me for a second, but every morning I start my day with a gratitude journal. And I think I always say when you start your day being grateful, it leads to a happy day. And so 
I say that all to say I'm so grateful and thankful for the overwhelming moments in the business and their overwhelming moments with my personal life or whatever it is. But that gratitude journal kind of keeps me grounded. And it just, mm-hmm. I think I go about it in such a positive, I try to go about it in such a positive way that those moments that I don't feel are super balanced, the gratitude outweighs that. Um, but I do work out every single morning. Um, I do, um, I do try to schedule some time um, for myself, like on a Sunday afternoon, where I'm like, I like. Here's the thing: my my hobby is my business, and my business yeah. is my hobby. Though it's really hard to that, like, if I'm decorating my home, it's like because I love it, and I want to. Like, I'll pop on and do an Instagram story because I want to encourage those mamas to use what they have in their attic and create a cozy space for their family. So. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I think that's so hard. I think for me, maybe just going back to that priority list and making sure I'm saying yes to things that are a heck yes. And Mm -hmm. realizing that every no is a no away from my little boy. And it has to be worth it for me to be able to, you know, to take my time in other areas. Um, I don't know if I answered your question because, again, I think the word balance is so, so hard. And and you did a great job. I I always ask that question. I feel like all of us entrepreneurs have the same answer because we really do love what we do and that's why we do it. Right, <laughs> you know, right. instead of working for someone else or um, you know, another business, we we do what we do and we're entrepreneurs because we love it so much. So I, I think that's across the board, honestly. I, I agree. I think I mean I hear the same thing over and over again. I think as do you and tell me if you ever do this. Do you ever mm-hmm. get like a little tired where it's like you might be a little it's like our hobby and we love it so much, but we're still a little tired. And I think recognizing that we're tired. Are you like that? You recognize you're tired, you know you need to take a weekend for yourself, and then on Monday you feel good again. Yep, exactly. And I, you know, I resonated with what you said at the beginning too, is that you're so busy with the business, sometimes creatively you're burned a little bit. And that's how I am. I feel like I sometimes I'm giving so much creativity and ideas to client projects that sometimes I end up getting a little burnt out, especially when it comes to my own Instagram or my own blog, um, that you need to sometimes take a step back and just take a weekend away. Or right now we're talking about just um, doing like a little staycation for a night or two somewhere just to recharge and get inspired again. And refreshed. It feels so good and it's, you deserve it and your followers deserve it. Your business deserves it because Mm -hmm. you can give and offer so much more when you feel like you've been, you've got like a little bit of a refreshed new start. Yep. So you've been featured in a bunch of amazing places. One of which we've talked about is Southern Living, which I'm sure that was huge for you. But um, in addition to that, like, what are some pinch me moments? Like, what are you really proud of with your business that you've achieved or, um, you know, places that have featured you or people that you've collaborated with, anything along those lines? I think that, so I have had several pinch me moments. Honestly, I almost have a pinch me moment every day. Not that every day is great, but sometimes I look around and I think to myself, I get to do what I love every day. And I'm also available to Brady, my little boy. And I get to have a team of eight incredibly talented girls. Like that is enough to pinch yourself every single day. Not everybody gets to do what they love. Like how, I don't know how I landed here. I mean, I'll forever be grateful and thankful. And like, I'll do the work that's right in front of me until there's no more work to be done because I'm so... Like, I just am so thankful. I think, though, that there have been some moments where it feels 
it feels so good and also a little undeserving. Like we've got to be on the Hallmark Channel Home and Family Show. And that was a oh really, gosh. really fun experience where I got to see behind the scenes. when I, I So I've shot some video content for Southern Living and I got to take a tour. And growing up reading that magazine and going there and mm-hmm. seeing that. So I remember what they were shooting exactly. And it was for the Mother's Day issue for the following year. And when that Mother's Day issue came out at Kroger, I was the first one in line ready for the magazine. And it's like, that was a pinch me moment. Um, I think, and then too, with the help of social media, we've done a lot of Facebook live videos. I mean, we probably have eight to 10 Facebook live videos that have reached over 1 million views. And the fact that there are 1 million people that would want to watch this Southern blonde, you know, create something or make a recipe still blows my mind. It's so, those are all just pinch me moments where it just reminds you of how good life really is. Yeah, for sure. I think those are all something that you should be so proud of and so, so happy for. Um, And I'm sure there's so many more coming up along the way that haven't even happened yet. Thank you. I so appreciate it. I so appreciate it. So on the flip side to that, though, what are some of your greatest challenges that you faced? And do you have any tips of how you overcame them or tips that maybe other people could do to avoid them from happening? So, yeah, of course, we all have challenges. For me, I think we've got a team. So there's 12 of us total, eight of us local. Um, And there was a point at the very beginning where I struggled to ask for help or I would bring somebody in to help, but then I wanted to control it because I wanted it to be mine. And I felt like I was cheating or faking if I let somebody help me be creative. And so that was a challenge that I needed to overcome. And once I did overcome and kind of give off some of the responsibilities to somebody else, I realized that I could grow and blossom in other areas. So Mm -hmm. freeing myself from things that I'm not great at, freeing myself from things that bring me down, realizing that I'm not going to be good at everything and nobody is, and that it really does take lots of different personalities and lots of different skill sets to build a company. Um, that is so, so important. Um, that was, that was hard. Like that was a couple years of me holding on so stinking tight and not letting go. Yeah. Um, I think that's across the board too with a lot of entrepreneurs that I interview. Even myself, I I face that challenge too is letting go with trusting someone with your baby that you've worked so hard for essentially. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Also, and then, you know, I'm I'm creative. So I'm I don't are you familiar with the Enneagram test? Yeah. So I'm an Enneagram seven. And um, if you haven't taken the test, you all, you should totally take it because it helps it helps you identify your strengths and your weaknesses and it makes you a little bit more aware. So with that being said, I am always on a level 10. I'm always, for the most part, I'm always going 100 miles an hour. I'm always very excited. I have always typically have lots of energy. And so as an Enneagram 7, I thrive on fun and I want to have fun. And so some of the challenges are, um, you know, realizing that I don't need, I need to focus on some more serious things, like to grow, like to write the book, for example. That was, there were parts of it that were fun, but there were parts of it that took a lot of mental bandwidth. And I felt like it got me down a little bit. And so, um, you know, bringing people in to remind you that you got to focus and that you can't, you know, throw confetti and have champagne at every single photo shoot. Like those are all like challenges that I've had to grow through. And also the leadership of that too, because my leadership is like, I want everybody to have fun. And when you're not having fun, I don't understand. And so, you know, bringing, bringing people in to, 
to help me create some structure where we can still have fun, but then also achieve and get to the next place and check things off the list. Mm-hmm. That is th- those. I mean, it sounds like a silly challenge, but that that's been a challenge for me. <laughs> So, you know, going back to some of your pinch me moments and some of the things you're working on, you also have a book. So talk to me a little bit about how that came about, like what the idea was for that. So I was at a book signing for a girlfriend of mine and I actually met her literary agent and we, I didn't know who she was and I didn't know what a literary agent was, but we ended up having a great conversation and she mentioned as I was leaving that I um, should reach out to her and that she would be interested in exploring, um, exploring Certified Celebrator and the possibility of working together on a book. And when she said that, I was like, what's that mean? Like a book? Who is she? What is this? Like, is she from the publisher? Like, I literally didn't even know what a literary agent was. So um, she reached out to me that following week. I gave her my email. And um, she kind of explained to me what a book proposal was and the efforts that needed to go behind that. And I had told her that I would work on that. And it was probably a couple weeks later that I thought, there's no way this little girl from Nashville can create a book. Like, who am I to make a book? So I started really self-doubting myself. And I reached out to her and I told her at this time I didn't feel like it was a good option because I didn't think that I was smart enough to do it. That's the 100% truth. I didn't think I was smart enough to do it. And so a couple, um, I would say almost a year went by. And the more and more I thought about it, the more and more I felt like it was on my heart. And the more and more I felt like the women and these followers that we have built, they need a tangible resource. They need a coffee table book that they can refer to when they're in a pinch and they want to elevate an experience. And so, and I also was thinking like this legacy that I wanted to build and I wanted to make, you know, from my grandmother who taught me, like there's so many women that don't have grandmothers like I did. And so um, I just thought that I needed to go back to that. So I sent her an email and I was like, I don't know if you're still interested, but if you are, I would love to have another conversation with you. And I'm very surprised, but she called me immediately and she said, I would love to do this with you. I'm so glad to see that you've emailed me. I'm going to send you over some samples. And if you can get to me this within a week, then I will shop it for you. And so, I mean, I worked so hard wow. on the photo shoots and we did it within a week. Holy cow. Yeah, it probably wasn't great, but um, she accepted it, and then she shopped it for us, and we had a book deal probably within – I mean, it was several months. It was probably, you know, because, you know, they meet, they go over everything. They, yeah. you know, it's like a, it's a process. It's a world that a lot of people don't, I didn't know anything about. And so I would say probably within three months we had a deal and then we had one year to complete the book. Oh my gosh. Okay. So back up a second. So how long in between when you initially met with her and, you know, said to her that you didn't think it was the right time until when you reached out to her again? Well, like, what was that? oh my gosh, it was, it was a good bit. Wow. Yeah. And then, so what did you have to get to her then within this one week turnaround? Like, was it pages of writing plus like three shoots or what, what was that that you had to turn in? So it was three chapters and she just really wanted the words, but in my heart, I kept thinking, I can't just deliver words without photos because I'm mm-hmm. such a visual person and I'm so creative and what we make is so creative. So I know that they need photos to sell the book. She didn't think so, but I did think so. So we did three photo shoots, three parties, and um, and then the business document that supported that. 
Wow. That's a lot to produce and turn around in a week. That's amazing. That week we say was like the week that like earned us a trophy in life because (laughs) it took every single one of us. So I have a girl who does all of my copy. And so she did the majority of the words. And then Jennifer did the majority of, you know, arranging the photo shoots. The photographer was coming and she was editing while, while we were shooting basically. And we And we were throwing it in to the word doc, you know, we were throwing it into the documents as we were going. We were all hands on deck for that entire week. Oh my gosh. You have a great team with you then. But when, but she, I mean, the thing is we didn't have to have it done in a week, but she was going to represent other authors. Oh. She was like, if you can get it to me, I'll take it with you. Like she was going to New York city. She was like, so I'll yeah. take it with me. And I was like, well then if you're going, we're going, we're going to have <laughs> So, so what was the process like then of actually, um, so once you got the deal, then, you know, writing and, um, producing the photo shoots for the actual book. So we shot two parties. Well, so it's 22 parties in the book with a bonus chapter. And we shot about probably three parties a month. And we just kind of planned it. We just like planned it around the holidays and seasons that we were in. For the most part, there were some weird times where we were doing, we did like Halloween in February. (laughs) We were ordering, you know, we'd have Christmas trees delivered in July. But for the most part, we did three chapters per month. um, And we would have the photo shoots. And then we wrote the words around the photo shoots. Because as a creative person, it's not until you're setting things up, ideas change. And we didn't want to make a commitment with words and then have products and things brought in and then have to go back and rechange it. So we would do the photo shoots and we use this app called Marco Polo. And it's a video app where you can talk and do video at the same time. So the girl who does copy for me, we would Marco Polo her a video of the photo shoot behind the scenes. I would send her the recipes and she would write it, you know, start working and writing it up before um, the photos were even edited. Wow. That's so cool. So where can people find your book? First of all, how much is it? Um, And, you know, I guess they can see all these different holidays in it. Or how would you describe it like in a sentence of what the book is? Well, the book is 22 chapters and there are basic holidays and seasons, but it's really everyday activities and celebrations that you're already doing, but it's reminding you to be intentional about celebrating those back to school. Um, We've got like a happy B day. We have a taco, like everybody does like a taco Tuesday, but we put a spin on it. We have like a chili cook off and tailgate, like around a football game. It's all very, again, it's simple. It's doable, realistic and affordable things that you can build and you can pick and choose. You don't have to do all of it. You don't have to do the whole entire party or the whole entire chapter. Um, I was actually pulling some recipes last night that I'm going to do for Halloween this week, but they were from other chapters because the recipes are so good. So it's just that one it's that one stop shop where you're not getting so overwhelmed, like maybe Pinterest would do for you. The book mm-hmm. is $22.99, and you can find it on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Target, Walmart, Books a Million, ChristianBooks.com. And I think that's it. I love that. Okay. I'm I'm gonna add that to my card after this. So <laughs> <laughs> great. So, you know, this is coming out then um, for the holidays, part of my Holidays at Home series that I'm doing for the podcast. So I wanted to ask you a few tips and tricks about entertaining or parties and ways that we can celebrate the holidays at home. So So, go ahead, go ahead. My first one is what's a way that we can make holidays at home extra special this season? I know it's a little bit different because, you know, we might not be able to celebrate with our whole family or our extended family um, 
or our friends. We might not be able to have those big parties. So what's, what's one way that you would say this season? I think one way is to, again, I always use this word intentional. Look at your week ahead of time and figure out what it is that you really want to do this holiday season. Unfortunately, we're not going to be able to do all the things we've always done, but we can still do some of them if we're intentional about it. And how can you elevate those individual experiences? So maybe it's um, just sprinkles, like Christmas sprinkles on top of pancakes. You're going to make pancakes anyways on Saturday morning. You might as well add a few red and green sprinkles to the top of it just to make a memory, just to make it fun. Um, You're probably going to watch a Christmas movie. Why don't you pick up a few Christmas, you know, goodies or treats at the grocery store and add it to your popcorn and make like your own popcorn mix out of it. Um, Looking again and just being intentional at your week and then working in a few simple little bitty things that you can do go a long way. That's such fun advice. And I know you love sprinkles and I do too. So I love that. Um, What's a kid-friendly recipe um, either that the kids can help you prepare or, you know, something fun for the kids that they can help in terms of food for this holiday season. And maybe you can reference one that's, you know, on your website or in your book that you think is a really great one for the holidays. Sure. So we have a tab on the website. It's called Halfway Homemade. And all of our recipes are a combination of whole ingredients plus store-bought ingredients to create a yummy, delicious dish that looks all homemade. Like that's my goal. I can't really be homemade, but I want to be. And most <laughs> of them, depending on the child's age, most of them, they could all help you in the kitchen. Um, but I think, you know, something as simple as just a box of cereal, like maybe their favorite cereal. You could even choose like a colorful cereal with melted chocolate and um, what are the, uh, animal crackers. I'm mm-hmm. mixing that in with a few sprinkles and the sprinkles attached to the white chocolate. Like that's so simple and it's so easy and it feels oh. so special. Definitely. And that sounds yummy. <laughs> so yummy, right? So any tips for celebrating this um, holiday and Christmas on a budget, but still making it special? I absolutely love to shop my attic first, pulling out, um, you know, pieces that you've had for a while before you ever go out and purchase or do anything at all. Um, I love a good um, tradition, like a a piece maybe that you've collected from your grandmother or, um, you know, your parents' house or something like that and kind of creating and making that the focal point of your kitchen or your dining room table or your coffee table. So I love to use what we have before we go out and purchase a lot of new things. I also Mm -hmm. love to use items in my yard. Like I love to go and cut greenery from trees that are still green um, and fill vases and flower boxes. I can make like a little bitty vase for a bathroom with just some greenery outside. Um, And, you know, we're spending no money on that, but it's just kind of getting creative with pine cones the same way. Um, We love to go on nature hikes. And so Brady, my little guy's always looking for a pine cone or a, um, like a little, right now he's collecting all those little acorns and things like that. So looking around and seeing what you have and using it, we all have way more than we even think we do. Definitely. I think that that's really great advice. And I love the pine cone, pine cone one, especially too. Yeah. I, I use those and, you know, paint them and put some glitter on them, all of that. <laughs> yes. There's so many, I love a natural look right now. Again, I kind of go through seasons where I'm really bright and glitter and colorful. Sometimes I'm more natural. And so this fall we've been a little bit more natural, but um, they're like, again, they're so versatile and they're just right outside. You you know, find a fun park and go on a little hike and get outside for some fresh air and collect some goodies. Definitely. So speaking of that, how did, how are you decorating for Christmas and the holiday season? Like, are you doing more of a natural look or what are some decorations or your style that you're going to so, use this year? 
I have a coastal farmhouse. Um, I would love at some point to move to the beach. And so I don't have any water around me, but my house feels like it belongs at the beach. Lots of ziplap and lots of natural wood. So because I have a little boy, I still love to have Santa's feet hanging from the fireplace. I still love to have bright and colorful things. My, it's my, the exterior of my home is um, white. So we have colorful lights outside, which I never thought I would be the mom with colorful lights. (laughs) It changes everything. And so the outside looks like a gingerbread house. inside. Um, so I still have colorful elements because of him and because mm-hmm. I want it to be youthful, but I do have, a, um, I have four flocked Christmas trees that I do not put anything on, um, but they're on both sides of my TV. And so it kind of mm-hmm. like, so I try to pull in like a natural, but still have some bright, happy, colorful things. I have a really big Christmas party, um, every single Christmas where Santa comes and he sings and reads a story and he delivers gifts to all the kids. And so truly like every single child in my life, they know that the real Santa only comes to Miss Brittany's house and the other ones aren't real and that they don't give their letter to anybody except for the Santa that comes to my house. And so for that reason, I want to keep it really, um, bright and youthful for them because I Mm -hmm. want them to remember it forever. And that's kind of what's appealing to them. Um, but I, but I do keep some natural, natural things around too, because just so that it flows with the rest of the home. Yep. I love that. I, I'm sure your house is beautiful for the holidays. So I can't wait to see some pictures. (laughs) Yes. So what's one of your favorite holiday traditions or memories? So with my little boy, we love to have balloons blown up, Christmas balloons. I love balloons anyways. Um, we love to have Christmas balloons dropped off on Christmas Eve, and one of them is Santa Claus, and we do like a random balloon drop-off, and so the balloons look like they're like they're from Santa, and like Santa's going to be there that night. So we do that to our friends and family, and then when Santa comes to my house, um, there are balloons everywhere in the living room, like below Christmas gifts and things like that. So we always do balloons. We do a lot with balloons, and I think that's such a fun tradition for Brady. I always put I always put tons of bows like ridiculous amount of bows on Brady's gifts like they're not they're not Pinterest perfect packages but they're so fun and he loves it um usually like 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 a million but like just like all all over um we love to do a lot of gifting where we ha- we live in the most adorable neighborhood. So we do lots of little gifting and we'll walk around. We've got this little basket that stays by my front door and we're putting goodies in there and we'll drop off sweet little treats or poinsettia, little poinsettias on front porches and things like that just to spread kindness. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we do lots of baking. We have lots of traditions, but I'd say the balloon tradition is one that um, Brady's never going to let me go without doing. I love that. And that's so different. I feel like not everyone decorates with balloons. So I think that's a fun one. Uh-huh. It's so fun. It fills your living room. It's so special. It's like he comes from the chimney and then he fills your space with balloons and then leaves some gifts below. It's so great. It's so cool. I love that. <laughs> so what's next for you? Is there anything you can share with us that you're working on or something exciting coming up? What is next for us? Oh my goodness, that is such a great question, especially as we're kind of winding down this year and going into the new year. I would say that I would not be, I will be so excited and I wouldn't be surprised if we were to have a product line that comes out within the next year, which is very exciting. Um, I would say that we are working on book number two, but there's not a, there's not a day, like a, um, a date 
yet for that. I'm not exactly sure when that'll be out, but we'll definitely be, we're definitely working on book number two. We're going to take it a little bit slow this time. Um, and I, I think, I think like, I mean, those are big things, but I think for me, it's still meeting the needs of our followers, listening and hearing what's going on in the lives of the homes of the families that we love through our social media outlets and connecting and growing in that area. I love that. I'm so excited for all those things coming up. (laughs) Thank you so much. So my final question is tell everyone where they can find you, like what your Instagram handle is, what your website um, URL is, all of that. You can find us at Certified Celebrator on Instagram, um, Pinterest. Our website is CertifiedCelebrator.com. You can find us at Facebook, actually on Facebook. I think it's it's Facebook.com backslash Certified Celebrator, but the page is Brittany Young. It's like the business page is Brittany Young. Um, and we're, we're kind of everywhere under the Certified Celebrator name. I love that. Well, thank you so much, Brittany. It was so fun to chat with you. And I love following along to the podcast. You've had some of the most amazing guests. And it's always, it just fills my heart up because they're women that are right here doing what we're doing and trying to create joyful places. And I just love, I just love you so much. So thank you so much for inviting me to be a part of it. Oh, thank you, Brittany. Thank you so much for listening to the Preppy Podcast. I hope this put a little prep in your step for the day. Please subscribe, rate, and review on wherever you listen to your podcast and follow along with at the Preppy Podcast on social media. 